Welcome to the Good News for Teens podcast. I'm Cameron Cole, and I'm excited to remind you of the good news that because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, you are loved apart from your performance. And uh, so today, uh, we're going to be looking at Hosea chapter 2. And so I'm working through the book of Hosea. Hosea is a prophet in the Old Testament uh, where Hosea um, is called to marry a prostitute, a woman who is adulterous. And that story is comparable to Israel's relationship with God and and our relationship as sinners with God as well. How God, how we tend to cheat on God and uh, our sin, and God continues to take us back by His grace into that relationship. But you know, I, the first thing I want to start out today is kind of ask you the question about satisfaction. I think one of the things that's true of all of human life, but it's particularly true when you're a teenager, is um, is having a satisfied heart, a heart where you feel content. Um, you feel uh, grateful, you have a sense of joy and hope and peace in your life. Um, And it's really, really hard to find. And so, you know, we tend to have this idea that there are certain things that will satisfy our heart. Like if I had a boyfriend, if I had a girlfriend, if I made all A's, if I can get into a good college, if I'm a starter on the volleyball team or the basketball team, if, uh, you know, I can sit first chair in the school band, um, whatever it is, uh, we have these ideas, these conditions that if I dot, 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 then my heart will be satisfied. And, and we tend to think that the thing that will satisfy our heart are things in the world, things of creation. And in reality, the only thing that satisfies us uh, is a relationship with Jesus. It's the grace of God and that fellowship with, with the Lord. And so what we're going to see here in Hosea chapter 2 is that um, is that Israel had sought satisfaction in uh, in idols, particularly the idol Baal that was representative of sex, money, and children, um, and, it, and had just found itself totally dissatisfied. And so there's a lot to learn. Um, there's a lot to learn about the nature of idolatry, which basically idolatry is when we start to think that there are things outside of God, things of creation uh, that'll satisfy us rather than the creator or blessings that will satisfy us rather than the blesser. And so we're going to work through Hosea 2. And one thing to know is that the the literary form of Hosea 2 is like a lawsuit. I'd said in the first podcast that Hosea is a prophet and the prophet represents God kind of like a lawyer in the covenant. And so this is basically uh, the language of Hosea 2 is Hosea basically reading out a lawsuit against Israel on behalf of God. So it's it's pretty heavy hitting, but there's so much to learn about idolatry and satisfaction through this chapter. So starting in verse 1 it's, uh, of Hosea chapter 2, verse 1, Say to your brothers, you are my people, and to your sisters you have received mercy. Plead with your mother, plead, for she is not my wife, and I am not her husband that she put away her whoring from her face and her adultery from between her breasts, lest I strip her naked and make her as in the day she was born and, and make her like a wilderness and make her like a parched land and kill her with thirst. So basically he's saying, Hosea, tell the people to quit cheating on me, to quit cheating on me with other idols. And when he makes this kind of strange claim, lest I strip her naked, back in those times it was common that if uh, a husband found his wife cheating on her, 
that the punishment is that he would basically take her out in public and leave her without any clothes on, which is totally humiliating. So God is saying, like, I don't want to do that, but that, that's basically the basically what Israel has earned um, through her disobedience. So in verse 4, it says, Upon her children, and also I will have no mercy, because they are children of whoredom. For their, mer- their mother has played the whore. She has conceived them, has acted shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers who give me bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. Therefore, I will hedge up her way with thorns and I will build a wall against her so that she cannot find her path. She shall pursue her lovers, but not overtake them. And she shall seek them, but shall not find them. So basically what he's saying is Israel has sought to find satisfaction in all these places, but has not found it there. And I don't know if you can identify with this, where um, you 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 know really thought that if you got a certain toy for Christmas or if you got a certain phone, um, that oh my goodness you're going to be so happy, and then you get it and you find a few days later after you've had it that your life really hasn't changed that much. It's not a sustainable satisfaction. And so it says here in verse 7 that as much as Israel has pursued satisfaction on idols, that Israel has not found it. Um, So then it comes back and says, Then she shall say, I will go and return to my first husband, for it was better for me than now. So basically she's saying, I will go back to God. I'll return to God, my first husband, because I found that these idols are less satisfying than what I had in my relationship with God. And so that that door is always open for us because of God's grace. Uh, Verse 8 says, And she did not know that it was I who gave her the grain, the wine, and the oil, and who lavished on her silver and gold, which they used for Baal. And so this is one of the the principal things uh, to help us repent and avoid idolatry, is remembering that the blessings we have come from God. Everything we have is from God. So having a grateful heart where we remember that there are good things that God gives us. He gives us friendships. He gives us success in different things. He gives us material blessings. Um, he may have blessed you to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or um, you know, a, a, a special group of friends that you're really grateful for. Um, as sinners, we tend to start to think that the blessing is the thing that will ultimately satisfy us, but it's the person who gave us the blessing. It's God himself who actually is the one who satisfies us. Um, and so then, just to finish this out, starting in verse 9, Therefore I will take back my grain in its time and my wine in its season, and I will take away my wool and my flax, which were to cover her nakedness. Now I will uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and no one shall rescue her out of my hand. And I will put an end to all her mirth, her feasts, her new moons, her sabbaths, and all her appointed feasts. And I will lay waste her vines and her fig trees, of which she said, These are my wages, which my lovers have given me. I will make them a forest, and beasts of the field shall devour them. And I will punish her for the feast of days of Baals, when she burned offerings to them, and adorned herself with ring and jewelry, and went after her lovers, and forgot me, declares the Lord. So basically, what God is saying is, I'm going to let... Israel be dissatisfied. I'm going to take away the joy and the gratification of those blessings and let them run empty so that Israel will remember that I am the one who can truly satisfy uh, her or or them. I am the one who can bring them the joy um, that they're seeking. And so 
one, two things to, to kind of close this out is when you find yourself dissatisfied, you found yourself discontent and kind of empty in life, uh, that is probably God uh, allowing, reminding you um, that you're not going to be satisfied in the world. Um, you're only truly going to be satisfied in relationship with God by trusting God, by praising God, by thanking God, by seeking God, by seeking to, to know the Lord, um, by talking to him in prayer. Um, that's what's going to satisfy your heart. And so when you find yourself dissatisfied, no, um, but that is, that is God blessing you because God is um, pointing you back to remember him, uh, preventing you from forgetting him and pointing you back to remember him um, as the one who can truly satisfy your heart. I hope you have a great day and I hope you remember that the gospel means that Jesus carries the burden of your life.